Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to this podcast. This is going to be such a fun podcast because with Valentine's Day coming up around the corner, love is in the air. So today we're going to talk about relationships and love. And in the studio with me today, I have my wonderful, handsome husband. We've been married for 30 years. Thank, welcome. Thank you for being here today. Actually, you're with me every day. So thank you for being on the podcast today. <laughs> we're going to talk about love because... This is such a, actually, this is such an exciting year for us because this is our 30th anniversary. Our eldest daughter gets married in September. So this is, you know, love is in the air in our family. It's actually very exciting. And there's some points that, you know, you and I have really worked hard at our marriage and we really have made a lot of mistakes, but we've, we've got some things right. And I really believe we have a fantastic relationship. You know, the biggest compliment that I think our kids have given us is that we have a great relationship that so many times our children have said things to us like, Gosh, those he doesn't look at you. I mean, or talking about friends, that the husband doesn't look at the wife the way you look at me, or the way you two com- uh, communicate, or you've got a special relationship. You know, they say some really nice stuff to us, and I just think there's certain things that you and I have brought into our marriage that I think people can benefit from. So, I want to talk about that. Do you I want agree. to? No, I agree with what you're saying. It's been hard work, but I mean, the fruits are evident, and. Uh, you know, the prognosis for the future is very good. You know, I agree. Spend the rest of my life with you. You've got no option. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one of the things that, that you and I have worked really hard at is that we never go to bed unless we've resolved an argument. So if we have an argument, and so I'm starting right up front with the things that are quite, that can really break marriages apart, and those are arguments. And you and I made that agreement when we first got together, even before we were married, that we would never, ever go to bed until we had resolved that argument. And I mean, there's been some nights we've been up all night. True. Well, the thing is, if you're going to not resolve it, then you're going to be thinking about it and you're going to store it. And then it ends up where, you know, you hear where people don't talk to each other for three or four days and the atmosphere in the house is thick, you you know, and it's so stupid, really. Even if you have to have a screaming argument, rather get it out in the air and discuss it because, you know, that's one way of communicating. It's not the best way to shout and scream, but I mean, it's... Every attempt should be made to sort it out because otherwise you're not. Uh, I don't believe you sleep well. No, you don't sleep well. Yeah. Me, we, and you're waking up to it the next morning because it's unresolved. Mm. Yeah. And that's the thing. And there can something that can become small. That sorry, that started off small can become huge because you can make all kinds of assumptions about what the other person's thinking. Yes. You know, and that's one of the thing. The other points that I wanted to raise. The second point I want to raise is that we should never. You and I've made that decision, and we fail often, but we really work hard at this. Is not to assume that you know what the other person's thinking. Yes. You know, so not to turn around to each other and say. Well, you this and then and the other person saying, but I never even meant that. That's not what yes. I said. We've tried to make it a, a rule between us that, um, and even if we fall, we'll say sorry and try again, but try and say, is this what you meant? Or what did you really mean? Or can you be quiet for a moment and let me actually say what I'm trying to say? Or things like sometimes you've said to me or I've said to you things like, um, 
ask me what I mean. Don't assume you know what I mean. And, and that kind of prompts each other to really rather express what we mean instead of what we think the other partner means. And that's really been a big help for us. Yeah, it's very important. I mean, also in terms of arguing, you know, you should stick to the point of the argument. You don't have to bring up all kinds of other things that are unrelated to the argument. You know, just keep to the main point. But you said a good thing some time ago is that, you know, you can guess 70% of the time what I'm going to say or do. The other 30% you can never guess. So we'll never really know what the person is going to say until we spend time hearing them. You know, that's why that scripture is so good. Be quick to listen, slow to speak. And, you know, I've failed on that. Sometimes I've been too quick to speak and angry. But, you know, you pick yourself up again. You you change your mind. You repent and uh, you move forward. And, you know, the Holy Spirit can really help you move forward in that area. If you, you choose to do yes, that. It's a choice. And that 70% thing is very relevant. I want to just quickly for a moment talk about that's actually a quantum physics principle. It's actually the, these calculations. It's probability calculations that you never can ever guess another guess or 100% know what another person is thinking. So it ranges between 50 and 70% the accuracy rate, but you still you still have a chance of being 30 to 50% wrong in your assumption. So with that high um, probability that you're going to be wrong, it's not worth assuming because assumptions can lead to things that are being said that are said that are very negative or toxic. And that can lead to an argument that wasn't even there in the first place. So you know, different things can jump out all over the place and you can go all over the place and have these awful arguments when you don't need to. You know, and that that's an important point there. And then also you mentioned about, you know, just the the, the generosity of love. I'm just you didn't say the word generosity of love, but there's a generous or assuming the best in someone else is generous in your love for that person. Well that's the thing, love never fails. You know, there's famous scriptures in Corinthians about love, you know, it's always wants to see the best in another person, you know, wants to believe the best and, you know, wants to listen and not be harsh and so on. And those are very good to to operate on because I remember uh, at one time when I probably was a little more angry than I used to be or when I, when I should be, um, you always spoke softly in return, you know. And I remember that Proverbs, a soft answer turns away wrath. Mm. And so, you know, with your softness of response, that diffused the situation. You know. Well, that's very generous of you because I've tried to be soft, but there've been times where I have yelled back, and that's definitely made things worse. You know, when 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 the and sometimes there has been the need to really express your emotions and get that out, and sometimes yes. the voice does raise, and we haven't we haven't let a shouting match between us, and we've had them, but we haven't let it just carry on. We've always stopped it at a point, and we've always, like if the kids have seen us, we've always apologized to the kids, and very yes. often the kids, we, we we set up that open relationship in our home, yes. that if the kids listened to us having an argument and they felt we were out of line, we allowed them to tell us, and they would tell us, and and even now today, we have, you know, they're big and out of the home, but I mean, they even now they might, we might have a silly argument and, and they'll quite openly tell us things. And we, we have chosen to listen to them. The wisdom from our children has been quite profound. Oh, very much so. I mean, we can get to being stupid at times. Very. But I think what has really helped us, if we have had harsh words for each other, they haven't remained long because, you know, either you've 
texted me if we're not talking or I'm texted you and then, you know, within an hour we'd resolve it. So That's worked out really well, that strategy where you can get so heated up that you need to cool down yeah, and then, to. you know, you'll go do your office in the house because we, I mean, we're together 24-7. I mean, we, yes. we have quite an unusual situation where we work and live together and we together 24-7. So when we are at home and you've got your office where you work and where I work, and sometimes if we're irritated or frustrated, you go to your office, I go to mine, and we cool down, and then we have a little text conversation. And that's another tip that really works well, is kind of resolve it in an unemotional text. When text can be really ugly, so certain things can be said, and sometimes one doesn't always express oneself as well, but you do have to formulate that sentence and type it out. So it kind of slows you down. And then when you read what you've written, it makes you a little bit more self-regulatory. And sure. And that, because that works really well for us. Well, it has. You know, and, and our attempt has always been on both of our sides, and I, I know I can speak for you in this, but you can speak to this obviously as well, is that we always try to assume and eventually assume the other person means the best because we know how much we love each sure. other. So no matter how fiery the argument or how, how much we maybe disagree on something, we always assume the other person is wanting the best for us. I, I know you want the best for yeah. me. I know how much you love me. So it's really easy once I've got past being stupid and irritated or something to actually know that actually you love me. You, you maybe I should just listen to what you're saying, and you know that's helped me a lot. I remember when we went before we got married. We went on this weekend with a sort of engaged engaging encounter. Mm. They gave us the rules for arguing. You know, keep to the point. And to be quick to listen. And remember that one. I said, if it really gets too bad. This is the best one. It really gets too bad and you're really screaming at each other. Try taking your clothes off. And and holding hands and continue continue screaming at each other. And that was the priest who told us that too. It was hilarious. And that's something we've we've tried that. And let me tell you, take your clothes off and hold hands. You can't argue very long. Oh, they were. So now children mustn't listen to this podcast, must they? So anyway, um, well, one of the other things is keeping constant contact. You know, that's something you and I do, even though we, even though we are um you know work together live together 24 7 you know we we like you'll text me from your office and you'll say can i get you coffee or i mean it, your office is outside of our house when i wake up sometimes i work really late so i wake up late in the morning and i'll text you and i don't go downstairs you've got to walk all the way from your office but you do you walk all the way from your office and every day without fail you bring me breakfast in bed and i have to tell the listeners every day for 30 years mac has bought me breakfast in bed and it always starts with coffee and what do you want and it comes on a tray 30 years of doing it. I mean, it's, it's a joke in our house. The kids will say, you know, mom can't do anything. Mom, you know, dad does it all kind of thing. And you do. I mean, that's such a loving gesture. It's such a special thing for me that you, that well, you do. it's kind of all the things you do for me. I mean, you know, all the extra things you do for me. You know, the washing and the making of the beds and looking after the comforts. So, you know, I think we're blessed and we must thank God for that. But, and we just pray that other couples will experience much of the same but it's uh, it's work you've got to work at it it is work and that's the other thing you can fall into bad patterns and this is very often you know in the books that i've written about relationships and habits and patterns that we can fall into we need to be very careful of that and um, make sure that we work hard at that but we're going to do another podcast on more of the science behind relationships and it's a couple more things that we do in our in our relationship that i want to talk about the one is we give each other compliments 
That's something Very that, you important. know, you'll, I'll, I'll come and tell you, you look so handsome and you'll tell me I look beautiful. And, you know, we compliment each other on our, on, from the physical to the outfits to whatever, to what we do. I tell, I'll, tell, I'll tell you that your, your, your skills in running the business administration side are brilliant and that you have so much wisdom. And you know, we've, it's easy because that's what we do. I can always find something nice to say to you. Mm. And, I, and you always find something nice to say to me. And we've made that a rule, haven't we? We've really made that. For sure. I mean, without fail. And then another thing we do a lot, because I know these are things that work for us. And honestly, our marriage is happier now than it was when we first got married. And I was deeply in love with you then. We were deeply in love with each other. Our love has definitely grown. And I mean, I don't want to be away from you. I hate being away from you. The kids will say that, like, I mean, I'm like, I get all kind of lost when I'm not with you sort of thing. But one of the things I think that's really helped us is talking openly with yes. each other you know we are we talk openly about our feelings we don't suppress stuff very important and sometimes it's just the surface things sometimes it's the deep things but we're very open about how we feel about things yeah and if you bottle things up you know they just lead to problems they, they get worse and then you start a whole thinking pattern that's wrong and you know you, you develop a whole scenario <laughs> and within 63 days it's a habit you know exactly so as soon as you say something then out pops that habit and it's colored or Disflavored the conversation. I wonder how many marriages are break up because people haven't been open and they haven't resolved and they've gone into that the whole cycle of building a long-term memory and a habit over sixty-three days of something that they thought their partner said and they they break up over. Uh, yeah, I think that. Can uh, but I, I think people don't make the effort. You know, they'll. Say, it is well, effort, yeah. You know, to hell with you, sort of thing. You know, I'm going to do my own thing and I'm going to hang out with the boys and you know and eventually. You end up doing your own thing with a mistress or something like that. And on the other side, also something happens and adultery. And then, you know, the whole basis of marriage is broken up. So you have to be very careful of walking down that road. Very, Rather, very careful. Even if you have to scream and shout. It's resolve those issues. Yeah. And, and, and coming back to that, we, one thing that we've also believed with kids in the house, it's really important to let them see that you've resolved an issue. Sure. So I'm not proud of some of the arguments we've had in front of the kids. And as obviously as our marriages progress, we, it's less and less and less, and, and we've learned how to manage it better. But the thing that the kids have always seen is that we end it, and we end by saying sorry and that we love each other. And that's mm. so important is important. to end by telling, you know, remembering what you got married for in the first place because you love each other. You know, I think that's really important. A couple of other little tips, like when we with listening, you said earlier on that scripture. Um, about, Be quick to listen and slow so, to speak. And the other thing on, on, yeah, there we go. And then from, from, from a sort of scientific side and a therapy side, we've applied that whole thing of listen, breathe, listen. And we don't always do it, but when we do do it, it's good. So listen to the other partner, take some deep breaths, which just reduces the cortisol levels in the brain and the body, and then listen again before you speak. And that's a really good rule of thumb. Listen, breathe, listen, and well, then you've maybe talk. you very good at that. I compliment you. Thank you. Because... <laughs> You've taught me a lot. You taught me a that. lot. No, I mean the way you handle it, so it's good. And then a couple of other I things. I like the therapy so much, I married the therapist. I like that too. Yeah. Um, okay, so then little tips, like the more love you pour in, the more you're going to grow that love. Sure. I mean, that's really sure. something you and I consciously daily. It's a, really, it's a daily awareness. We're very aware of pouring love into each other. That's just something that we just well, do I think naturally. We, mis- we misunderstand the term love. You know, it's like we're not able to define it fully. You know, the... They talk about agape love and philo love and this love and that love, but really to me it's just every day, you know, making the effort to understand your partner and to try to walk in the fruits of the Spirit. And 
We can't do it without the help of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that one, that 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 is that is actually really good. It's it's a lifestyle. It's yes, not just now and then. It's not just in nice front of your kids or in yeah. front of the family. It's all the time. What are you like alone? Can you enjoy your time with each other? I mean, you and sure. I love being together. We have sure. so much fun together. We have so much fun with the children. Sure. But, you know, we it, it's that's the that's the thing is to enjoy being. We really enjoy each other's company. But that is something that we've worked at, worked at. Yes. You know, it's a conscious thing. And then a couple of things that we also do, and then we'll you know we'll kind of start wrapping up this podcast is we say thank you a lot to each other that's every day i don't think a day goes by that we don't say thank you to each other and i love you you know that comes up i I can't even count the number of times in a day that we either text each other or tell each other love you and it's so natural and it's so meaningful and our children have picked up on that too and and, you know it's just natural we openly saying that and that's very important because when you're saying it you're generating it's coming from a thought deep down inside of you so you're generating that love energy Mm. and it changes the other person's brain chemistry and you know it builds that connection and that strength between you so much more you know so saying thank you acknowledging that other person and saying i love you i don't know if you want to say anything no no i think so we've got to look say positive things you've got to and to believe them when you say them, you know, not just say, I love you when you want to stop an argument, but really mean it or demonstrate it or show some evidence of it. Yeah, no, that's, yes. it's, it's really is, it's not, it's actually, we say it's hard work, but it's not really hard work because once you get into that routine, there's nothing more incredible that you can experience and having having the love that I feel for you and that I know you feel for me, I mean, there's just nothing that replaces that. Sure, it's but not, again, you've got to get your thoughts under control. Very you much so. You can't have be having other thoughts. And you also can't let the, the busyness of life and bringing up a family, you can't let that just, you know, control you. You have to, you have to really think, you know, you, this, is, this is a consistent pattern that you create. So we, we, we work in these, you know, you and I, you, people that are listening to me, maybe it's the first time that they're hearing us and they may not know about the science of thought that I teach. And in my book, um, Switch on Your Brain, and some of my other books, I teach about the 21-day cycles and how mm. memories are formed. And I've got lots of new books coming out as well. But the Switch on Your Brain book, which is available at drleaf.com, and we have the book, um, Who Switched Off Your Brain?, the Mystery of He Said, She Said, which are two great books to help in relationships. Very powerful. Mac and I really do apply these principles in our life. We've consistently worked at this. It's a daily thing. It's a daily, conscious, deliberate, and intentional working at our relationship, working at all these little things that I've been saying, you know, like a const- having const- uh, const- having constant contact, assuming the best in your partner, giving each other compliments that you mean, and not just necessarily the mushy stuff, but, you know, thanks for dinner. Thanks for everything you do. Thanks um, generosity, talking openly, listen, breathe, listen before you talk, get excited to see each other. The more love you pour in, the more love you're going to, the more you're going to grow the love. Saying thank you, saying I love you, making yourself easy to love. I mean, that's the thing. Be nice, making yourself easy to love. Don't just think it's all the other person. Work it yourself. Watch your tone of voice and body and um, body movements. That's mm. one a big one. Which we, I think, we should talk about the science of that on the next podcast because sure. that's a big one. Mm. Anyway, so we we uh, we are going to wrap this podcast up now because there's just so much more to share. And I really pray for all your relationships because relationships are such an absolute blessing and a gift from God. But it takes both both partners to really work at this. Thank you for being in the studio with me it was today. A pleasure, and thank you for joining me on the podcast and thank you for being so honest and open and thank you for marrying me. It's a pleasure, my darling. Thank you for joining us and I look forward to the next time.